Was anybody confused with time travel back to the future? Even when no. they had the ultimate timeline? Nope. Doc used the goddamn chalkboard <laughs> with two, li- two or three lines and explained everything. And you're like, yes, of course. Oh my gosh, welcome back. What a week we have all had. Man, first of all, I'm going to lead off and say, um, you know, shout outs and miss shoes to Miles. You've got your hands full, my man. You've got your hands full. Megan, I hope everything levels out. You know, um, prayers and thoughts to your family. Uh, uh, Liv, miss you. Can't wait to see you again. J-Pat, I have no idea where you are. You are no call, no show tonight. Um, no, he said he was sick. Oh, well, he didn't, didn't take I, his drugs. Uh, I didn't. So I didn't get my. Rest. I didn't get that email. CC <laughs> me on you. that. Yeah. And uh, Mike is going to Heroes Con in Charlotte um, tomorrow as of recording. So, shout out to all you guys. Uh, miss you. Love you. We're going to get back with you. Episode seventy six. Here we go, and we welcome back Tosh Studio B. Hello. Good to be back. Yeah, good. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tosh. Hi, Tosh. Hello. Tosh was showing us earlier on Cold Mike um, a great holographic Goku. Yes. And I... So I went to um, Fan Expo a couple of weeks ago in Philadelphia, and um, an artist was selling, it's a 16 by 20 image of ultra instinct goku in a hall it's like a holographic image so once you move it you know it's two different uh positions that goku's standing in and i love it it's wonderful i can't i can't wait to hang it up the the frame arrived i believe it was yesterday and uh i put it in the frame so i just have to figure out where i'm going to put it everybody's saying put it where the creepy girl is <laughs> uh but that photo is grandfathered in and not moving so i have to find somewhere else to put it but it will go up sometime this weekend got some bad news I, for you Tosh. Just... can't move that picture if you wanted to yeah uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah you whatever you is trapped in there is going to follow me listen the house. what i want you to do is to take you know over your right shoulder the thermometers, put a Harry Potter little joint under your steps, throw your picture in there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Rob is back. Rob is back. What's going on, Rob? On. What's going on, Q? Oh, I'm fantastic. All uh, right. It was a... Uh... Kids are out of school. Less driving this week, so I was happy. Hell yeah. Um, watching some movies. Saw yeah. Fast X this afternoon. Jeez. And I, I was not disappointed. Like, uh, these movies just escalate. And I do want to talk about uh, something else because there are a band of people that actually don't like Fast and Furious movies. I gotta, I need to, I know we touched on this, and I, I don't know yeah. if you were one of us, but I don't understand why. Dude, I, they, it's they not just, that. It's not so that I don't fun. like them. Uh-huh. It's that I'm not breaking my neck to watch them. I didn't. I didn't go to the theater. Like I honestly, the last 
I don't know if I've ever seen any of them in a theater. Always a DVD or streaming. Yeah, yeah. That's true. So like this. When I was deployed back in the late 2000s, I watched so much Fast and the Furious mm-hmm. because you can get you, you can get them on what they called you know it's not a very um, tender term but you can get them on um, quote unquote hajis. It mm-hmm. would burn all the movies and you'd be able to watch them. And so um, I would watch all of them. But yeah, I, I don't I don't mind them. I think <laughs> why was Bow Wow in a fast movie? That's just so because <laughs> here's the thing, like, and I may be wrong, but this is just the interpretation that I see when I look back at those early movies. So everyone was in the first one. Everybody knows everybody was in the first one. Then everyone just became big stars and did not come back for the second one, except for uh, Ja. Uh, he became a big for, star. Well, like, yeah. He did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Like, Ja sold a lot of records, man. I don't like his music. But back then, this was when he was rapping, when he started, like, singing. Yeah. He got busy. And uh, there's a story behind him not being in the rest of the movies, too. But um, what's what's the what's the guy's name, Pastor? Paul? Yeah. Paul, Paul came oh, back. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul came back for the second one, but then Vin did not come back. Ben was he had all these movies. He had the Triple X movies. He had a bunch of movies he was in. He was a star. You know, they didn't come yeah. back. And then nobody came back for the third one. And then uh, the fourth one was kind of a reset, which I is one of my favorites because everybody came back and it kind of launched it into what it is now, slowly, even though they copied yeah. off of the the Italian job with a lot of stuff. But yeah, uh, they did. It, it, it makes money. We talked about this before. If it's make, if it makes the money, makes the money. It's going to keep going. I'm with it. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, I, I like the movies. It's just not something I want to break my neck to go see. Um, so I'm not a hater. Mm-hmm. I just think that um, <laughs> there's nothing bad about them. They're great fun. I love the GI Joe movies. They're trash. Mm. I love the Michael Bay Transformer movies. I do too. You know, they can be considered trash, but there's just something that I enjoy, you know? You know, I, I'm, I'm not anti, you know, fast movies at all. Fast at movies all. put a smile on my face, especially the latter ones, yeah. They really do. I dig that. But man, seeing how um, Tosh wasn't here last week to talk about Spidey, and Spidey definitely put some smiles on faces, especially yours, mm-hmm. Quincy, because you gave yeah. the masterpiece. And that's a masterpiece. Crown. Oh, she's going to say something. Else <laughs> she's gonna, go ahead. Oh, no, okay. no, no, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just like Quincy rarely gives out the, the masterpiece. Right. So I was like, uh-oh. So, Tosh, welcome back. And please tell us, you know, how you felt about Spideyverse. Tosh, touch base on it, please. <laughs> I really loved it. We saw it in um, IMAX. So the co- the colors were just bright and vibrant. And I have to say that opening with all the flashes, I was like, "Uh oh!" I was just like, "I hope no one who's sensitive to light is in here going to have a seizure because it was just a whole bunch of flashes." Um, but I thought it was cool to be introduced to all these different Spider-Man characters that I've never heard of, um, and I enjoyed the fact that when they introduced the Spider-Man character, they had their comic cover mm-hmm. pop up. 
Um, so it, it went fast, but when it comes out on Blu-ray and I catch it again, you know, I could stop, you know, pause, take a look at the cover and then look up that particular run of the comics. Um, so at first to me, it seemed like it was going to be kind of Gwen's movie, mm. which I didn't have a problem with. It, and it ended kind of like it was almost Gwen's movie as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I appreciated from that perspective and just, I felt so bad for her with, you know, the situations between her and her father, you know, basically butting heads because she's you know the spider woman and um she felt like she had to leave home um but for for miles's story i didn't realize that the movie was going to take place like a year and a half after the first Mm -hmm. one um so i did notice i was like miles looks a little older uh like how many years have passed since then and then you know they had explained it and I I kind of see where he was coming from when he said, you know, he wanted to prevent his father's death and um, wanted to do everything he could to save them. And the scene with him trying to escape the HQ with all the other Spider-Men, that scene was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the different art styles, they mesh together really well. And I want, I actually want to know more about this uh, Spider-Man, the Miguel. That was his name, right? The, the main guy who was big. Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully the sequel will let me know more about him. Cause he, he comes off strong as a villain, mm-hmm. even though he's a Spider-Man. So I'm like, well, what really happened in, his timeline i want to see those events like unfold yeah okay so to figure out why he's kind of like torn the way he is now you got the same i'm I'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off uh you got the same vibes i I did i didn't trust what i didn't trust his story completely uh Uh -uh. listening to him but i'm sorry go ahead oh no you're fine um so i hope that the next film we get to see more of his background and I, it was one of the things that did, um, kind of make me have a question about is how all of the other Spider Man from these different universes were behind him and his cause. Like, what did he say to them Mm -hmm. to really get them on board? Because they just changed sides kind of quickly. Oh, it was all about family um, towards the end of the film. It was all about family. Back to fast. Back to fast. (laughs) Family. Um. So, I went going into the movie. I didn't know it was going to be a two parter. So the when it ended the way it did, I was like, "Are we getting a part one, part two? This is pretty cool." Mm -hmm. So fun ride. Highly recommend. And yeah, just it was a good time. Yeah, I thought it was on par, if not better than the first. Yeah, I w- I'm gonna buy it as soon as it comes out. Like I did the first one, I'm gonna buy it. Oh yeah, we have the first one 
on uh, physical media, so I'm pretty sure when the second one comes out, it's going to be scooped up day oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. Rob, man. Technical difficulties, welcome back. I think I got him handled. I'm back. You guys aren't doing the robot anymore. <laughs> no, we're not like, we're not like hung up. So I just want to say welcome to you. But man, all right. Tosh got her Spider-Man review in. Love to hear it because uh, we all felt the same way. And of course, Quincy gave the crown and that never happens. You know, usually mm-hmm. he says eh, it was good or I, but he gave it a masterpiece crown. Masterpiece, indeed. Uh, what did you give it, Tosh? What the, you got a letter grade or whatever you want to grade him? A plus. Yes. A plus. For sure. Yes. So this is like an A plus with that the was... teacher smiley face. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay. With yep. a good marker. With a good the good job sticker slapped on <laughs> the it. The cherry <laughs> marker. It was definitely a fun time at the movies. <laughs> <laughs> fun time at the movies. Hell yeah. For mm-hmm. sure. Hell yeah. Well man, staying on the uh on the movie front, Transformers came out last week. I haven't got a chance to check it out. So Me neither. Q you've seen it? Yes. I did. Rob, you check it out. All right, it's going to be very uh, contrasting reviews here. So, Robert, you can go first. Um, well, not to beat it up too badly. Um, let's start with what was actually good about it. Um, I think the <laughs> they've mastered the the transformation techniques, and they look a lot like you would transform them yourselves. It's not just a whirl of of you know, blurry metal and, and shit just flying all over the place. They actually transform transformers. (laughs) Yeah. It's not a tornado of random metal pieces. (laughs) Um, I thought Pete Davidson was actually pretty good. Honestly, as Mirage, I wasn't expecting him. And honestly, I didn't, I didn't remember he was in this movie until afterwards. I was like, Oh yeah, that was him. Wasn't it? Yeah. Um, the maximals were, were criminally underutilized in this movie. Um, Hmm. A lot of it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, really. But, I mean, it was all right. I mean, I I was dozing at some parts of the movie until the end. Um, they had their own little Avengers Endgame fight at the end. But you go to a Transformers movie to see Transformers fight each other instead of a group of Transformers fighting a bunch of little minions. And that's basically what you got in this. And uh, the main theme of the movie is, you know, fight united and together. Where at the very end, it's just Optimus fighting the main bad guy who beat the shit out of everybody else. And somehow he's able to stand up to to him. I would have expected it would have been Primal and Optimus fighting off that guy. Um, but it's whatever. Uh, you wouldn't have known it was a 90s. It was set in the 90s, save for the, the opening shot of the Twin Towers in New York and the music. Because... This girl is working in a museum and she's using some highly advanced laser spectrometer that is no way in 1994 uh, to to figure out the oh. half of that key. But yeah, it's it's a whatever. It's a Transformers movie. It's back on the pile with all the other crap that they put all out. Right. <laughs> and here we go with a rebuttal. Uh, I'm curious, what part didn't make sense because... Uh, there were parts that didn't make sense uh, or were or were conflicting or they should have delved 
more into. I thought, what what part? Well, I you think primarily remember? it was this was Scourge. He, you know, he mm-hmm. kicked the crap out of the the leader uh, Maximal before they all left the planet, and he was doing it through the whole movie. And then at the very end, all of a sudden, Optimus is just able to go toe to toe with him without without any issue. They didn't yeah, explain yeah, that that yeah, he lost no power corner, or anything like that, turn. you know. Yeah, so that was a the only conclusion I came to after watching that is like Optimus Prime is a violent motherfucker, and he has been for a <laughs> he's a psycho. Of years. He's out of his, uh, he's out of his damn mind. Yeah, so right, so like even that was like um, it was second to his. I mean, what it amounted to was a public ex- execution of uh, Sentinel Prime in the third one because that was like. Uh, he blew yeah. his brains out on the bridge, essentially. But the movie, uh, the Maximals were underutilized. And uh, uh, I talked to my friend Frankie again, another Transformer guy. Um, I, I I can really do without the humans in these movies. Like, uh, I, I didn't think they really had a place you know, uh, I wanted to see some more of the Maximals, why they were on the planet they were on when the movie started instead of Cybertron or some other um, mechanical-like world or whatever. Like, I know their story from the cartoons, and um, that was conflicting, but it's a movie, so everything isn't going to be, um, you know, accurate. Um, transformations were better. Um, Scourge was set up as a terror in the beginning. Um, there were some use quotes, and I won't say exactly who dies, but there were some deaths that uh, didn't. I, well, let's just say I'm, I'm using air quotes here. Death, <laughs> um, and then Prime, like like Robert said, all of a sudden, like Prime just kicked the crap out of uh, Scourge at the end, and uh, I really thought that. These Autobots, uh, Terracons, Maximals, they needed more time to flesh out their background. Unicron was in it. He looked great. Uh, some of the scenes that he had with uh, uh, Scourge kind of was like a callback to the 85 movie. And uh, there was a, something else that reminded me of. Oh, you remember in Golden Child when uh, uh, the villain, he was talking to like the demon and the the room around him like transformed or even Loki and Avengers like that, that happened when Unicron was talking to him. And uh, like, there were some good, there were some good building blocks. Like I consider this movie a good start. I give it like a, I said a B plus last week and that's where I'm going to stay with it. Um, hopefully they, they can follow through. They don't need humans in these movies. I really, like, I don't need them. Like I, I need some, History about the war, Cybertron, and more about the robots. The robots show up and, you know, the Autobots were on patrol when the movie started. I'm like, what are you guys looking for? Are you fighting crime? Or what are you, you know, what are they doing? You know, it just never comes into play um, in this movie. The, the big twist at the end, I won't say um, for... Lou and Tasha won't go into that, but uh, I'm curious as to where that goes. I mean, it was a it was a good movie. It was a it was a B plus. It was 
a good start. If they do in a trilogy, I just need them to to build on this because um, Unicron was in it. What would you say? Maybe ten minutes, right? If even that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, 10, but he did 15, when he was on 15, screen. He was definitely he had a presence for sure. Yeah, it looked it looked very good. Looked very good. A good movie, um, but I'm a sucker for these Transformer movies. The only one which I thought was kind of slow is the one that everyone loves. When I say everyone, I mean the movie critics, which is Bumblebee. Bumblebee was kind of slow to me. I felt that one at least had Haley Steinfeld in it. Yeah, she's a little girl in there, though. No, she's not. Yeah, she is. Is she? Yeah, she's like not a little little girl, but she she's like she's not a woman. Like, I, like, I'm not going to be a creep looking at her in there. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, now, Hawkeye was different. She was a couple, like, like six right. or eight years old. Hey, man, she looked like more of a normal person than Megan Fox did. Megan Fox? In which movie? Because, like, she does look weird now. Oh, you're talking about in the first couple of movies? Uh, I don't know. I like looking at her. I'm going to sound like a creep here. I like looking at her in the first couple of movies there. But, you know. Jeebus. Yeah, we're creepy. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. But the streak is, uh, it's continued. The, uh, the good movies. I, I wasn't mad at it. Um, I like the movie. Alright. B plus. What do you give it, Rob? I'll give it a C. It kind of C plus. cruises along in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Hmm. Let's see. I get down with that. All right, man. Um, changing gears. Actually, do we want to do Rob's quick? Uh, yeah. Flash touch. Yeah. Oh yeah, we can do that real quick. Um, good movie. Um, very wonky CGI in a lot of it. Um, <laughs> is it? Whoa, whoa, whoa! A WB movie that has his wonky Speed Force CGI? stuff. His lightning looked great. That all, all the slow mo was was excellent. Um, it was when he started time traveling, and when he's they tried to do the the thing from Quicksilver, where he was moving real fast and moving stuff around. That whole sequence, not only was mm-hmm. it ridiculous looking, but it was just ridiculous. I I can't even tell you because it is so bizarre the choices that they made for him to do that scene. I don't know who was in the writing room on that, but it was it was odd. Um, I'll give it credit for their handling of time travel, though. They were very meticulous. They paid a lot of attention to even very small details of any change during any kind of, you know, while, I, while, I, um, while he's uh, I'm going around I'm, I'm between, so, between times. I'm sorry, Rob. What, what's, his, uh, what's his past, his new future? No. Okay. <laughs> it's... Stop. So I, I the, the most oh, of the look. time when when they were trying to explain how temporal mechanics worked in this movie, I was trying to think: is this a better explanation or a worse explanation than how they did it in in Avengers? I'm like, ah, I mean, the metaphor that they used makes a bit more sense in this movie, but at the same time, it's kind of does it spoil uh, you explaining the metaphor will spoil the movie. I would rather you guys see it just what because did they use? what the way they explain it is funny, and I, I don't want you guys to miss out on the joke. Okay. okay. Why isn't that? Why don't people just go back to Back to the Future? Like to me, that's the simplest, clearest uh, Makes sense. explanation of time travel. Like, were, was anybody confused with time travel Back to the Future? 
Even when they had the ultimate timeline? Nope. Doc used the goddamn chalkboard. (laughs) Two two or three lines and explained everything. And you're like, yes, of course. This is why we can't go into our future, because it would be future of this alternate timeline. Everything yeah. made sense. So that, I think that's how the Somehow MCU like wanted to do their time travel, was where everything is a linear and you can change something in the past and it affects the future. Whereas this one, every every change you make creates an alternate timeline. So even if you wanted to go what back and change your own past, you wouldn't be changing your own past. Yeah. You'd just be creating another timeline. Yeah, like in Loki. Well, that's I mean that's what happened in Back to the Future. Remember. Uh, like he had his established present. His pop was a punk. He went back and he fixed fixed everything. But him being there caused his father to be more confident and changed his present because uh, yes. he didn't come back to his Same regular time. Yeah. yeah, like everything had changed. Uh, so yeah, I mean that makes sense. Like it, you, the fact that you're in the past is changing. Thing, especially if you're yeah. interacting, like you're yeah, going to change. This something. this one isn't the same though. So, but I'll I'll let I'll let okay. the uh, the person in the movie explain it the way that he does because it's pretty funny. Okay. All right. Also, for some reason, there's a lot oh. of people eating spaghetti in this movie. I do not know why. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by Bertoli. We go from Skittles to spaghetti. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Tosh. <laughs> wow. Taste the rainbow. It's in there. That's that's, that's a new tagline. It's in there. Oh, jeez. That's terrible. I couldn't believe that. How long was the movie, Rob? Was it? Uh, I think it was two hours and 15-ish. Okay. Standard jeez. time. Okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. Yeah, it takes a minute to get going. Not bad. Um, but then it starts going real fast. Like, you know, no pun intended, but it starts going fast. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh man. Sticking with Rob, man. Um you want to talk about some games like the what was it, Xbox? Yeah, so so Xbox had their slash PC had their uh, showcases on Sunday and then Monday they had Capcom and Ubisoft. And frankly, I watched the Xbox ones and the exclusives for Xbox, I wasn't even interested in it. It was the ones that they were going on other platforms, like the Star Wars game that Ubisoft is making, um, the Avatar game Ubisoft is making, Cyberpunk, uh, their DLC that they're putting out. Um, I think there was a was a strange Capcom game that's coming out, too, that looks very traditional Japanese style, but it's like a beat-em-up. Um, they showed... Starfield, which is Bethesda's big game that they, they've been trying to get off the ground for a while. It's been delayed for a while. It honestly looks like a Bethesda game in space. It looks like Fallout or Skyrim in space. Um, the Avatar game looks like Far Cry in space. <laughs> the Star Wars Outlaws looks like The Division in space. A lot of very derivative oh, crap man, coming out here. Um, there's three yeah. Assassin's Creed games announced. Uh, there's a VR one, what? which... God help anybody who yeah. wants to play that game in VR. You better have a very strong stomach. No. <laughs> from all the jumping that you're going to be yeah. doing and jumping yeah. down buildings and things. Um, there was a mobile game, which is going to be set in, in China. Um, and then they're they're doing Assassin's Creed's Mirage, which is going to be kind of going back to the old way the games used to be instead of them kind of trying to follow the model of, of God of War like they've had with the last few games. 
Yeah. Right. I, I I I um I tried what's the one in um uh, Egypt Origins? Yeah. I tried that yeah. one and I didn't even try the the last one. Like it just got so far away and uh the 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 plot line going through the first Assassin Creed game. Yeah, cuz you're not even an assassin basically uh, in those games. Like how was a viking an assassin? I'm sorry. It was no, that, and then killer. it was the the characters outside the VR world. Like, I can't even think of the main guy's name that died. But the in oh, last Desmond? flag, you were inside of. Yeah, Desmond died. It kind of took a, a turn. Now, black flag, you were inside of the company, and you were in a, like a VR. Like, like it was just, it was just really weird after Desmond died, and uh, I got off the. Well, black flag the was when they they uh, tried to. Um, they trying to kind of mix the aesthetics from the movie that they put out with Michael Fassbender, right? Where it was like a giant VR thing. Uh, you weren't actually wait. Uh, uh, Fassbender? No, he no, no, he wasn't in. I don't think they used images from. There were two boat games. It was uh Rogue, and it was Black Flag. I didn't finish Rogue. Now that I think about it, um, so maybe that's the one. But yeah, th- those games came up. They just took a really bad turn for me. I like retired. <laughs> yeah, I-, I stopped playing after Unity. Good grief! Ugh, I couldn't get through Unity. Like I, I was all about Assassin's Creed at one point, and it was a great game when it started. It was really yeah. awesome. I should play Black Flag. I Two heard Black Flag is the uh, is the best one. Wait, you didn't play that one? Holy smokes! Yeah, you need to. You need to I'll get see on if that's, that one. Bro. That's got yeah, boats in that's it, right? That's the pirate one. Would you say? Yes, yeah, that's, that's the pirate one and a very big map. Uh, deep sea diving, whale hunting. That's the one Peter was mad that we were hunting video game whales and. Hey, man, man, come the fuck on! Yeah, they were upset, but it was towns and like their um, uh, ghost ships. Uh, where are they? They're like in the four corners of the uh, of the map. They're like almost at the edge of the map. They're like these super boats that you have to take out. Like it's really good, really great game. Excuse me, great game. All right, one of the more better looking games I've ever seen. I heard, I heard it was visually pleasing. It still looks pretty A good from what I've seen. Yes. Yeah. The um, I am definitely looking forward. Out of all these showcases they've had, was the uh, the DLC for Cyberpunk uh, Phantom Liberty. Not only because um, you know it's going to continue a really fun game, but they're using the DLC as a pretty sneaky way of um, of kind of fixing everything that they were kind of limited behind when the consoles came out, because the PS4 and the Xbox One mm-hmm. kind of held back the game. Um, but they're going to use the DLC, and it's only for these current gen systems and PC. So they're going to add in the stuff that they didn't have, like um, the the more accurate police system, like you get in like Grand Theft Auto, um, vehicle, vehicle vehicular combat, and uh, just better graphical things as well uh, to kind of push the game forward. Because the the DLC is not going to be for the past gen versions of the game, only for the current gens. So I, that's a pretty sneaky way of getting around the limitations that were Got put it. on them when the game first came out. Oof. And Idris Alba is going to be in it, so oh, I'm yeah. all about that too. All right, Shit, yeah, man. One of the things I saw from the showcase is that they're putting the division on mobile. 
I don't see how that's going to Damn it. work. It's like useless. I'm imagining holding my phone and trying to like look through the scope and yeah, it's and division. It's division one. There, they're putting that. Do you, do you know how um, that's going to work? Like I said, I think last week I bought a a backbone for your phone, which basically turns it into a PlayStation yes. controller with a screen in the middle. Yeah. So oh, that thing. So they're making it banking that people have that kind of a thing for their phone. Or will I, I, you can, it has controller support as well. So you can plug your phone into your computer and then plug your controller into your phone or, or something or into your computer as well. But yeah, I don't, I don't see how anybody can play with the on-screen controls in that game. Honestly. I don't know. It's no, I tried to play, um, Ninja Turtles with the on-screen controls. It was, I hated it. I was like, yeah, I'm going back to solitaire because this is shit. It's just, um, at least it's free too much. And I'll probably give it a try just for the story. Mostly or any, any kind of things I can get, uh, for my future, uh, heartlands, which is going to be the game that they're coming out with soon. And then anything that, you know, cosmetics I can get on div two. All right. All right, man, Quincy, great point. Um, you brought up just a few seconds ago the Twisted Metal trailer. You're saying on games, yeah, not a car um, in sight. Yeah, that <laughs> that that, that was one. brutal. And um, I am a fan of that franchise, even though it's kind of been hit or miss since the second entry. I think everybody should have played that one. Tosh, you were probably diapers when that one came out. Um, what year did it come out? 95? First probably one? in there. I remember playing it in high school. And the last yeah. one was like PS2, right? Twisted Metal Black. Wasn't it the last one that they put out? Uh, they were a couple trash entries. Um, it was a Twisted Metal 3 that nobody, I don't remember anybody playing. Twisted Metal like Black seven was people on there. Yeah, and there was a good one on PlayStation Four or Three. It was one in there, but it it didn't really. To me, the second one is the best one. Um, still, uh, with the PlayStation Two graphics and everything, but that trailer it was not. It was not it. Um, uh-uh. I don't know if anyone else has seen that trailer, but it was kind of brutal. Um, I hope it's better. Uh, I hope they just showed the wrong uh, <laughs> trailer. Maybe they had a, a better one in the back, but... Hopefully the trailer was all B-real. Yeah, that that wasn't... Some car combat, you know, in the day and age of Fast and Furious, um, all the stuff they're doing with those cars and their movies, um, I, I need to see some of that in this series. Um, not very encouraging. Did anyone else see it? I watched part of it. I didn't watch all of it. I saw the trailer, yeah. Whenever, um, I watched it during the game showcase thing. Yeah. Whenever Cap Sam was getting his ass beat in like an arcade or something like that, I was like, eh, well. Did anyone else yeah. used to play the games? Yeah, I did. I did. Which one? Man. Which ones did yeah. you play? I played one and two. Okay. Yeah. I remember um, it was the... It was. It, I thought it was the most terrible vehicle. Was the ice cream truck with the like <laughs> scary clown on it? The sweet tooth. 
Yeah, that was terrible. It was useless. It moved too slow. You couldn't do shit. Which card did you... See, I can only ask about the second one. Which card did you use in that one? Because I used the hearse with the shadow palms. I was really good. I was really good Uh, with that card. I was, it was more of a muscle car. I can't remember exactly which one it was. What color was it? Black. It, I may be thinking about the first one. Yeah, it was the first one. I'm not sure. What the name of those cars? Yeah, I wish I could remember. I, mm-hmm. I know the last one I played was Twisted Metal Black, but I don't remember who I played in it. I just remember they were ridiculous. Like Axel, yeah. the guy with just a, <laughs> just a guy standing in the middle of two giant wheels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, the second one he used to take damage and he would like lose an arm and like that was hard to look at but yeah I remember Axel yeah so yeah so Twisted Metal people whoever in charge uh, Twisted Metal fans here are hoping for the best for that show because it wasn't it oh god there were a lot of entries so it was Twisted Metal there was a Twisted Metal 4 Three, four, came out in 98, and there was Twisted Metal Black in 2001. Apparently there was a 2012 one, just called Twisted Metal. I don't they think I've ever played that one. That's the one. That PS3. one was okay. Uh, yeah, that's that's the one. And they were making games like Hotcakes at one point. I guess I said Hotcakes. Uh, Twisted Metal 95. So Twisted Metal 2 was 1996. Uh, three was ninety eight, four was ninety nine. Uh, Twisted Metal Small Brawl. Yeah, we I was out after that. Okay, yeah. Love those games. Hopes it works out. All right. Yeah, man. We'll see how it goes. Cap Sam's so on the job. Uh, what? What? Is, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead, Tosh. Uh, no. Before we move away from the xbox showcases and capcom showcases i i if it's something you guys have never thought of before you know ponder on it even for the listeners ponder on it but i've you know i've wondered this while watching the showcases this week so we've gotten um announcements of sequels for games like Tekken, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat all on PlayStation, but there's no fighting games on Xbox. And I know that um, several years ago, they came out with a redo of Killer Instinct, but I haven't heard anything about, you know, Killer Instinct 2 or any other kind of fighting game to kind of be on the xbox console so it's a question if you guys want to answer but it's just so more so me thinking out loud like why hasn't there been a fighting game on xbox worth talking about that has a continuing franchise going it just made me wonder i was just like huh like even nintendo has i mean it's you could call it a fighting game, I guess, but like Splatoon and Super Smash Brothers, you know, they continuing those, but Xbox doesn't have anything similar. So I was just wondering, you know, just thinking, I was like, huh, I wonder why that's the case. Maybe it's just something they're not interested in. No one's really pushing for that. Yeah, I think the Xbox is more built for first person shooters. 
Um, I think you're right. I think yeah. Killer Instinct is their only like first party owned by Xbox fighting game that they have. And when they brought that out, it's been like continuously being updated for years. And they would just, you know, you their DL versions of DLC would they be they'd introduce a new character for you to buy, kind of like they did with uh, with Dead or Alive. Uh, they just bring out yeah more characters. And I yeah. there's the um, I don't know if you guys have seen him. There's the YouTuber Maximilian dude. He's a former um he's a former tournament player for fighting games and he's got his hands in a lot of the companies and he's hoping that the xbox will be releasing another killer instinct one of these days because it's it's pretty due the um the original one i think came out when the the xbox one first came out so it's been a while since they've they've released an, another one and it's probably pretty due for an update and everything else is basically just ported over to oh, xbox yeah. street fighter tekken mortal kombat all of them are, are all consoles basically except for the switch because you know, switch. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just curious. I was like, man, I hear a lot about, you know, the main ones, but you know, ones that Microsoft has, like Killer Instinct. I don't hear about updates. I was like, it was just something I had noticed and was thinking about while watching the showcase. I'm with that. Yeah, Xbox man. Not my cup of tea. I'm not going to slam you guys. You have your own genre, and I'm not going to disturb your groove. And I dig it, but you know, I'm a place yeah, it it feels like the the niches that each of them have dug out for themselves are are starting to switch. Like PlayStation is usually known for their first party, like just single player, expansive story driven games, but mm-hmm. they're kind of moving over to the live service uh, stuff. Almost everything in their the PlayStation showcase was a live service game that they're bringing out. Um, yeah, and it looks with the introduction of like the fable game. And um, I think there was another one at the Xbox showcase. It looks like they're trying to bring forward more single player narrative driven games. Like like Sony did just to kind of be in more competition, but yeah, they all have their niches. Man, bring back some uncharted. That's all I want. Tomb Raider, uncharted, them type of joints. I mean, Harry Potter is fucking amazing. I still haven't finished the game, but it's still it's still a badass game. Oh man, changing gears. Here we go, man. All right, Quincy. Uh, best fathers or summer movies? Which one do you want to hit on first? I talk about summer movies. Um, All right. So I'm doing uh, a little project myself here because I am a movie guy as much as I am a comic guy and I am putting together some uh, movies to suggest to watch Jordan Summer. Um, now, I, I put in um, Stand By Me uh, was that last week. I watched that for the first time in a very long time and uh, I almost forgot that was a Stephen King, well, based on a Stephen King book and it was a very, very good movie. Uh Kids in what was it the fifties, I believe, going to find a dead body. But we all know the story. But uh, I think uh, <laughs> every week here, I'm just going to give you guys a movie to watch that kind of embodies summertime. Now, for me, like uh, I did, Stand by Me. The next movie I did was uh, A League of Their Own, and um, like I love that movie. Baseball is summertime pastime, and that movie's timeless. I can watch that like a oh, yeah. hundred times. Um, what are we? This is the third week of June. Yeah, 
the other movie I have to suggest is uh yeah, third week. Uh Lost Boys, which um you know, Ooh. people are down on the uh uh the pier, nighttime, kids, you know, out and about comic book store, all the summertime stuff. So those are three movies I have on my uh summertime playlist right now. I found it interesting that Keither Sutherland was in two of them and he was being a creep in both of them. But I love Kiefer. Like uh that's Jack Bauer. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, if uh you at home and you're bored, uh I suggest watching those. Uh I'll give another movie next week. Maybe one once one one movie per week over the summer and I'll see how it shapes out. It may be my new uh summer movie playlist there. Making right. a record. I, right. uh, I remember um, one summer uh, when me and my brother, we, you know, just home during the summer, no school or anything, nothing to do. Mm-hmm. We watched Ace Ventura so many times that we could recite the entire <laughs> movie from memory. Dude, that, that always comes up as a summer a movie rare for me. Gift. That is a rare gift that kids have, like watch a movie and then just put it right back in. Now, there's another movie, and you guys probably won't know this movie, but uh, Bill Cosby had a movie called Leonard Part Six. You guys oh, watched? gosh, so that, that, yes. movie, that movie was awful, but as a kid, like it was one of the funniest movies ever. And me and my brother watched that over and over and over again. I don't know why. Yeah, Leonard uh, Part uh, Six. There weren't even six Leonard movies. Like I think that was the only one. I don't know why yeah. it was called Leonard Part Six, but that movie always comes to mind and like your kids, they could just watch something over and over. Like you guys aren't tired of this yet as a kid. It's, it's just like never, Bluey. Uh, yeah. My kids, man, I leave the room when they put it on. I don't watch. Bluey. Oh yeah. No, man. Oh, summer movie for me. Um, the Sandlot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of the great ones for me. Mm-hmm. Baseball, summertime, Gigantic dog, scary man, you know, next door that kept all the balls, you know, that were hitting his yard. That's going to be me. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be that guy that keeps everything that lands in my yard. I'm going to keep it all. That's, oh, man. That's a good movie. Uh-huh. It's wonderful. Kids just getting lost in the summer, playing baseball and you know, fireworks and all that other stuff. And it's a shame they have to, when they do these movies, I think for it to be more believable, they have to go back that far because... I can't have my kids out there now. Like these people are maniacs. But keeping it light, great movie. Yeah, I didn't see any um, other ones. Uh, there are three Sandlot movies. What's the other baseball movie with um, what's his nuts? Um, Kevin Costner and Charlie Sheen. It's major League. Uh, major no, League. No, Kevin Costner's not in that one. You think? I don't know if you think Kevin about Field of, of Dreams. Dreams. He's yeah. in that one. Yeah, and who was uh, the catcher in in um, Major League? It wasn't Kevin Costner. Uh, I, I stand corrected. It was, uh, shit. The dude that had bad knees. Yeah, that's a good movie too. It was a great movie. What's, what's One of my favorite baseball movies with um, Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes played by a young Wesley Snipes. Huh? A young Wesley Snipes, exactly. Oh, and then you had Jack Bauer's boss has. Serrano. Oh, that's that, President um, uh, President Palmer. President Palmer. Yeah. Uh, Tom Beringer. 
Oh, Tom Berenger. Yeah, he was a catcher. Those are some of my favorite. Ba- when I think of summer, I think of baseball. My my oldest son, love you, son. Um, huge baseball player, and I spent many a summer between the ages of eight and sixteen traveling around the great state of North Carolina, watching that boy play in different tournaments. And uh, that's what I think of baseball summer, and brings back you know great memories of my my oldest son. So. Those are me. That's my that's my summer list. And uh and then once late summer happens, you have the football movies like uh, uh, Yup. In August yeah. I, I watch the same football movies every year. Remember the Titan. Uh, I don't like that one. Wow. Oh, I, I, program. I'm gonna tell you, like I just mentioned like little things make me happy. Like little things can also piss me off. So like uh remember the Titans, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. But like it was, they have like a dance scene when they're coming out of the, uh, and they're dancing or something. Like I, I hate that part. I really do. Uh, I, I know, I know, uh, I know. Right. I'm being, I'm being an asshole here. But there's nothing wrong no, with the movie. Not you? No, nah, me. Like uh, that. Uh, <laughs> it's a good movie. I just, I, I don't like. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's good. It's good, man. But no, football movies, you mentioned the program, uh, um, Varsity Blues, Friday Night Lights. I still watch Gridiron Gang. Uh, oh, man. Um, what's, the, what's that one with Pacino? Any Given Sunday? Uh, any Given Sunday, which is still the best football movie. But um, someone uh, told me I should watch The Replacements. I've never seen that. That's a good one. Whoa. I was about to say that yeah, one. Yeah, and, uh, because every time, because um, you know there's, there's sports and then there's like fictional athletes and like they're, you know, there's certain fictional athletes that we talk about, like they're real and Falco, the quarterback, he always comes up in these conversations and I'm like, I've never seen, I've never seen a movie. So, uh, I have to check it out. Um, and there's one more movie. Oh, Falco. oh um, longest yard. And, uh, I like, uh, Adam Sandler's version. I love that. That movie's funny as shit. And everybody's Nelly. in it. Yeah, Nelly, Nelly. And Kevin Nash, Goldberg, <laughs> Stone Cold being a racist in the movie. Like, it's some wild stuff, man. I like Pauly from The Sopranos. Kenna Corn. Kenna Corn. Kenna Corn. Uh, what was... Um, so, Kenna so Bell run. What was the... Uh, the, the, the oh, now I, I can't remember his name, but he's the guy who always uh, smuggled everything in. Um, oh, uh, oh, Terry uh, Crews. Terry yeah. Cruz. It was... He had the yeah. McDonald's food. Cheeseburger. Yeah. You're a real nigga out Cheeseburger in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could put a Happy Gilmore on that yeah. list, too, for summer movies. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Oh, my gosh. Tosh, do you have any any uh, summer movies? For I Yes, don't. you do. No, I you have I any don't. anime that's any Sorry. summertime anime you like to watch or any suggestions here? I, I oh, don't. Too bad. There isn't a show that I rewatch every summer, unfortunately. Oh, okay. <laughs> change your life. Yeah, I definitely have seasonal life. movies. Got the Halloween, Christmas, uh, and summer for me. Everything else kind of falls into place wherever I feel like watching. I always end up watching Transformer movies in the summer. Uh, it's going to be an interesting project. 
I like watching um completely off the off, completely off the subject. Um Fall. I like watching I Am Legend. Mm. Because that that whole movie basically takes place in the fall. You know, cooler, you know. It, it, I don't know. No, no, no. I I dig it. And the it's funny with that movie, I always feel bad about my diet watching that movie because Will <laughs> is cooking up vegetables and all this healthy <laughs> shit and I'm like Damn, Q, like you should eat some vegetables in the house. You should eat more vegetables, yeah, right? Like, cause he's like talk to more mannequins, right? He's right. telling his dog, like, too. Yeah, he's like, he's like, nope. He's like, eat them vegetables. Don't just push them around. I'm like, I push around vegetables, and I need to eat more. So yeah, I I dig it. I still that was. Uh, that's the only thing uh, uh, every time that movie comes on he's like ah damn he's like baby can I have some carrots some some green Uh, beans or something get some more vegetables hell yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man (laughs) summer movies man we got got like three three more months of summer man got a house full of kids bouncing off the walls Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. might have a might have a Ghibli movie in there Tasha I'm a I think I have one that comes to mind I'll suggest it to you. Even though you've probably seen it a hundred times. Ponyo? I don't know. You've seen it a thousand times. I love all those movies. I've seen all those movies like a hundred times. <laughs> the only one that's really weird is what's the one with the raccoon? With the raccoons that were uh that were that turned into humans or uh what was that? Uh Pop Yes. Paco? With the testicles out and everything. Like that was just really what? weird. What? No, I I'm not I'm not even exaggerating. Like uh, I'll never watch that movie again, even though it had a. a I won't ever. Good, like it was just weird. <laughs> raccoon balls. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. Fuck raccoon balls. Man, I have no transition from from where we are because it just said raccoon balls into where we're trying to get to. Um, <laughs> yeah, best fathers in TV movie um, history. Mm-hmm. Is uh, what we want to hit on right now. Right. Father's Day coming up on Sunday. Happy Father's Day to everybody. Happy Happy Father's Day, Lou. Whoop, whoop. Thank you, sir. Happy Father's Day to you. Happy uh, Pet Father's Day to you, Rob. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm going to throw one out because this is one of my favorite uh, movie characters of all time. He wasn't actually a father of this kid, but Mr. Miyagi. You know, he, he took care of Daniel, got him through, uh, you know, High school, I mean, well, the All Valley, yeah, the All Valley. yeah, and and really, he was just trying to solve his problems. Like I, I love Mr. Miyagi's philosophy. Like you just need to breathe, and we'll go fishing. Everything will be all right. We'll work it out. Ain't got to fight and everything. Uh, I know Bill has fallen on some hard times. I don't even know if we're allowed to say his name, but I, I still like Heathcliff. So like Heathcliff, uh, yeah, combustible Huxtable, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of some movie guys because I know we we seem to go right to TV. Uh, so I'll, I'll pass it on to you guys. But I'm trying to think of some movie guys. Oh man, I movie threw guys. up. Uh, um, uh, I forget his name, but uh, Robin Williams and Miss Doubtfire. Is that someone going out of his way? I mean, as a, as a child of divorce myself, I mean that's somebody who just wanted to see his kids, you know, and he went. Mm-hmm. Yep. to the extra mile i would say <laughs> to try to do that <laughs> yes but i mean at the end of the day he his heart was in the lines. right place and that's all he wanted to do was just be there yeah. for his kids absolutely one of my favorite lines is 
We're your goddamn kids too. I was just like, oh man, that hits me in the face every time. Uh, every time. Favorite part of that movie when he freak, almost forgets he's dressed up and he's like hitting on the girl at the bar and she's looking hey, at him like, hey, like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, movie dads. I'm going to have to right off the top of the dome. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which movie? Um, When he had to go get Alyssa Milano. Oh, Commando? Commando. Oh, yeah. He went way out of his way. Yeah, he he was. He, he went way out of his way. Um, uh, Liam Neeson from Taken. Mm. That's good yeah, idea. he was like, listen, baby girl's gone. I got to get you. Yeah. And um, even Denzel from... John Q? Um, no, John Q, yes. Definitely John Q. And it was another one. Um, where... Um, he was a bodyguard for that little girl. Oh, uh, man on fire. Man on fire. And uh, one of my favorite lines from that movie is when he shoved the grenade up old boy's uh, rectum. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, if you had one wish, what would it be? And then Denzel Cole Hartley said, I wish you had more time. More time. Yeah. And then old, bloosh, but. Yeah, those uh, those are some great dads for movies. They were very protective and very, um, you know, had to do what they had to do. Uh, Ghost Dad, I don't know about that. Uh, Rick Moranis from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid. Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Um, he was he was special. Goat, yeah, Ghost Dad. He was out there. Um, TV dads, Uncle Phil, mm-hmm. top shelf for me. Uncle Phil was. Um, probably the best father figure on television, in my opinion. Um, with a close second of Uncle Iroh, because he was also a father, but his son died in, you know, the battle for, uh, it wasn't bossing, it wasn't bossing say, was it Tosh? I don't think it was. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, but. Don't remember. All right. But uh, Iroh's son died in a battle, and Iroh still mourned that. But he was always, he was very fatherly to um, Zuko. But, um, and then to round out my top three, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? The policeman on Family Matters. Uh, Carl? Carl Winslow. Carl Winslow. He was damn near clueless, but his heart was in the right place. You know, but those those are my favorite TV dads. With you know, Cliff Heathcliff is 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 right up there. But um, I think those those guys to me, especially Iro Uncle Iro, um, spoke the most to me out of all of them. Uh, oh yeah. What y'all, Tosh Robert? What y'all got? Um. For me, I the obvious one at the top of my head right now is Piccolo. From I was Dragon say that too. <laughs> like he's good, good dad, good dad. Goku, worst dad. <laughs> like he's not Gohan's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like for those who watch Dragon Ball Z, Piccolo is best dad. Like not only 
is he taking his rival's son to train? You know, that child changes his heart over time. He grows fond of that kid, always looking out for him to the point that he looks after his daughter when Gohan grows up. You know, he's always there to protect him. And uh, another one for me, I would say, is uh, Stoic from the How to Train Your Dragon films. He He's so strong and you know he he does what he thinks is best for his son of course but he has faith his son can you know uh well not at first he doesn't think his son could slay a dragon but um he realizes his own mistakes by the end of the first movie he's like you know i'm sorry and he grows and changes and trusts his son. And come the second movie, he's just, you know, he's a good chief and just, <sighs> I love those movies. But yes, um, you know, he's actually there for his son. He's not a deadbeat dad. Um, those are the only two I could come up with off the top of my head right now that no one else has already said. Okay. I'm going to put, uh, right. put Kratos down. Best dad. That's a call. <laughs> yeah. For those two, boy. Someone who, yeah, uh, to have to, you know, I don't know how many years after he accidentally was tricked into killing his own family, was you know wanted to start his own another family and uh, you know do it right this time. Um, probably took a lot for him, especially considering he was just a complete rage monster for <laughs> the first few games that he was in. Um, I'm gonna put Mufasa on there as well. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say um, too. He's good. Any of those dads that um, you know are are selfless and you know the only thing they want to do is just get the best out of their child. Oh, I I put it in the group also. Um, Jonathan Kent, the uh, the human who raised Superman, oh, yeah. that gave him all of his family values, who basically made him the man that he was. I was gonna put Clark and John Kent. But I think Jonathan, just because mm-hmm. as a human raising a Kryptonian, he instilled everything that Clark is going to be instilling onto his son. So I think it starts with it starts with with true. Jonathan personally. I think great, great, great father there. Oh man, y'all got me thinking about all these things, man. Yeah, you know, you know, worst dad, um, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> He's the worst. Period. No questions asked. Oh, was John McClane a good father? No, I wouldn't say so. His his son didn't even think no. so. When, what was that? Five when he showed up? It's like seven, like the hard seven. But who's counting? John John went down a path. Like after the first movie, you would think that everything would have turned out good with him and his wife, but they got. Did they end up back together? I, I'm remembering now in Vengeance, like he gave her a call, but they were separated uh, after they had gotten back together in the first movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. And I didn't see the one. His son was in. Like, there was a the helicopter crash. One of the ones in Russia. Of, I think. Yeah. yeah, he was in. He was there. Yeah. Crap! I didn't know they went to Russian Die Hard. See, that's where I, yeah. I got off at, at the Samuel L. Jackson one. I know there was yep. uh, uh, the one we was fighting the hackers. I fell asleep in the theater watching that. Like, Shit! 
Too much for me. <laughs> Too much for me. Oh, man. That was uh, a lot of great dads, man. Listeners, please comment. Let us know. Because I'm going to tag everybody in the Multiverse Unlimited. I'm going to tag everybody when I post this up, just like I did last week. Oh, man. So, yeah. That covers the whole docket. What we got left? Anything? Throw out there in the universe, Tosh? I have to talk about the Final Fantasy 16 demo. I have to. It was so good. Has did any of you play it even just a little bit of No. It? I saw I saw no. it on YouTube. It looks beautiful though. Oh my gosh, it looks amazing. So the the demo consists of I wanna say thirty to forty five minutes of gameplay. But that's because I, I'm probably slow and I walk around and make sure I'm not missing anything and I've watched the cutscenes. Um but if you skip the cutscenes, like if you hit the skip button, there's maybe ten or fifteen minutes of actual gameplay. Um there's a lot of story so far. Graphically, it looks really good. I didn't know this, but apparently it's releasing day one without a patch. So 1.0 is how it's starting and it's a, it looks so beautiful. Um, I did tear up a little bit at the oh. story. I don't know how far I should get into it. Do, are you guys planning to play it I'm on? I'm, I'm planning on it, but whether it'll happen or not is a whole different thing. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I should tell the story or not. Yeah. Like super. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't mind. I'll I'll probably end up playing it, but Uh, I don't mind. So, so the demo is basically the first chapter, first one or two chapters of the game. Um, that's what that's what the pop up said. So our main character, um, Wyvern, he's the guy that's on the cover. Um, he's we start off with him in the battlefield of this war and you basically learn the mechanics of the game and then at some point you flash back to 13 years prior i think it's him as a kid i don't know who else it could be um but he goes by his actual name clive and you basically see him and the household he's from and the bond he has with his younger brother joshua and basically this world has what's called dominance and they're basically you could think of it as um hosts for these magical beasts so on the cover of 16 you have the icon of fire which is a phoenix and then there's another one. It's like a beast looking thing. So those are known as like the dominance. And um, so dominance are basically used in this war. Um, the flashbacks with Clive, you see his interaction with his mother and his father and how the war is about to start. And like I said, the dynamic between Clive and Joshua, oh, it's so sad. I won't go into it just because when you guys decide to play, I want you to experience that for yourselves. But it's such a beautiful game. The controls handle very well. Um, for for me, I haven't played a whole lot of Final Fantasy games. I'm actually 
in the middle of playing through seven remake and it controls differently than that so far um it everything moves pretty smoothly there's one thing i will mention to you guys so you know from the beginning when you because i didn't realize this until maybe the last five or ten minutes of the demo while you're in the mid, in the start of the game or even through cutscenes, if you pause and hit your touchpad, there's a menu that pops up that says like active location lore. So it brings up more information about characters, about the factions of the kingdom, about enemies, stuff like that, that um, they're not explaining in game. So if you want more information, make sure you hit that. Because once you move on to a different scene or a different location, the information changes. So that's the only uh, tip I have for you guys. Um, I didn't catch it until like I said, like 10 minutes before I was done. And then when Clay was doing his playthrough, he saw that I had access to that. So he did it from the way beginning of his playthrough of the demo. And it was just a lot of useful information. It's almost like how you find a card in Destiny and you're like, if you want to read more information, go over here. Um, So it's pretty cool. It's rated M. So that's new to me. There's blood and... Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, no, no, no nudity yet. But the game is rated M for partial nudity in the game, so beware when you go and play the full release. Um, but so far, I'm all in. I already pre-ordered my copy of the full game, so I'm getting the Best Buy version, which comes with a pre-order bonus of a steelbook for the game. So I'm I'm very excited to get that started. It's it looks like it's gonna be such a beautiful, the, uh, beautiful game. Did the demo I give you an opportunity to demo. play one of those kaiju fights with the, the summons? In the very beginning, yes. But it's Scripted, very think, uh, probably right. Straightforward, yeah. Yeah, that's what kind of makes me want to play it. It's just I, it's they, they turn the, the the battles when you summon something into a you know into a Godzilla fight instead of them just doing battlefield damage like they used to in the old games. Yeah, yeah. I it's rare for me to say you know I could recommend something because my tastes are very different from everyone else's. But this is one where I just I have to recommend you play the demo. It really is fun. All right. Shit, yeah. You sold me on it. Hell yeah. QP, what you got on freestyle, man? Anything to throw out there? Uh, no. Nothing at right. right this time. All right. Um, let's see. Rob, Division 2 is still broken. Um, I'm going to play Diablo 4. Uh, Renfield is pretty good, if you haven't seen that. Um, mostly just for Nicolas Cage. He's really the only good part about it. Um, did I watch anything else? Oh, and, uh, uh, Star Trek Strange New World started this week, but I did not check it out. So by next week, I'll definitely have the first two episodes down. We can talk about that. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Me and you for sure. Yes. Because Noonien Singh is back. And they're going to do a, a crossover episode with the animated series 
for some reason they're they're live action versions of the lower decks people are going to be on strange new worlds i don't know how they're going to manage that since they're from the future but we'll see i've seen pictures of it and they i mean it's jack quaid and um shoot tawny newsom i believe is her name as their animated counterparts they're they're taking the roles since they do the voices they are their their live action versions as well so and they look they look they look good in their uniforms okay sweet yeah i get with you next week with the strange new world stuff that's gonna be fun because i can't wait like i said on cold mic i started watching it but um i had to work and so i had to turn it off because i was watching the tv more than i was actually working so yeah that's what it is but man i think that's gonna wrap it up put a nice little i have one more yeah one more thing um the it, it goes quick. I'm telling you, spring's anime season is about to come to a close, and so summer season starts at the beginning of July, and so we'll have more posts go up uh, for recommendations or just high not recommendations. I keep doing that. It's not recommendations. It's letting everyone know what's out there and um, see if anybody wants to check anything out that you know might pique their interest right. that being said jujutsu kaisen comes back oh, next yeah. month. jjk oh, yeah. <laughs> so for for Lou, oh, yeah. it's jujutsu kaisen is coming back so uh starting the first week of july look out for our posts for when new anime shows premiere and then we would officially have done this for one full year i started with fall 2022 Oh, sweet. And we're coming up on summer 2023. Oh, yeah. Love you for that. That shit uh, keeps everybody up to date. That's awesome. I can't wait for JJK. I'm, I'm looking forward to that <laughs> shit. Ah, damn. Seriously. I'm going to turn on a bunch of merch for that crap. Bootleg. Hell yeah, bootleg. But, man. <laughs> but, man, that was a great show, guys. I really appreciated your time. And Quincy over there thinking heavily about the best dads, worst dads, and summer <laughs> movies and shit like that. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. He's like that guy oh, man, sitting on the rock thinking. Huh? What'd you say? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pose like a thinker. I think um, oh, shit, it's first night I'm actually like I might go right to bed after this. That's word. Ran out of gas. Pull a mic. Yeah. Pull a mic. Well, man, uh shout out to all of our uh panel members that aren't here right now. Liv, Meg, Mike. And Miles, man. Miss you guys. See you next time for sure. Whenever you guys show back up. But man, this is Kyle. And Jay. And, and Jay. I, why did I forget about Jay? Because he's on the other side of the list that I made. And I didn't cross his name off. Um, but man. Um, I want to remind everybody, please be kind to all you meet because you have no idea what battles are going through. So, from the Multiverse Limited Podcast, Cosmic Lou, Tosh, the Anime Empress, Platinum Rob, and QP the Source, man. We'll see you next time. Peace. Good night. Good night, everybody.